I want to thank you for joining the Alan Smith Sunday School Podcast from Liberty Baptist Church. This is for Sunday, November the 8th. I hope all of you are doing well. Uh, we know there's been an, an upsurge in COVID-19 cases. Uh, I hope everyone's staying safe and putting on their mask and wearing those wherever they go. And when you can't social, uh, when you cannot be six feet away, uh, social distance, then we, we need to make sure we're taking uh, good care of ourselves and making sure the people that we're around are, are being just as good about taking care of themselves. So we're watching over each other. Uh, this week's lesson is uh, titled God Comforts, and we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 49. That's the study study for this lesson is actually Isaiah 49, 1 through 13. We'll also study a little bit into chapter 50, um, 49 and 50 for this for this week's lesson. Before we do that, though, before we break the bread of, bread of uh, life and we start opening the word of God and we start talking about that, I want to uh, shout out for a prayer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for watching over us, Lord. And Lord, with the times we see and Lord, with your word constantly uh, in our in in our minds and on our mouths and on our lips, Lord, we we see that the world is fixing to have an opportunity to see you split the sky wide open, Lord. Lord, we see uh, all the things happening coming true. And Lord, we know that you're God. And Lord, it's in your perfect timing. But Lord, we know we want to be in your will wherever we are. Lord, we want to be doing what you've asked us to do. And Lord, we want to be making disciples and talking about you and faithfully serving you wherever we can, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you love us enough. You sent your son. And Lord, today, that's what we're going to actually talk about. Lord, I thank you for this chapter in Isaiah, Lord, that, that leaves everything uh, out in the front. And there's no doubt in anybody's mind once they've read this, Lord, that they can cha change and say there, Jesus Christ was not the Messiah. So I thank you for loving us. I thank you for this opportunity to teach your word. And Lord, I thank you for using uh our Sunday school class, Lord, to further your kingdom. Lord, use us today to glorify your kingdom. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This week's lesson is going to separate the difference between um, the Muslim gods and our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. There's going to be probably some people that will want to reach and reach out and talk with me about this when it's all over with. But there's a whole lot of Mohammeds and a whole lot of other gods that are not gods when it comes to a real God. So this lesson should make it very clear that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and there is no other, and there's no looking back from what he says. So last week, again, we're in uh, Isaiah 49, but last week we, we learned about God's plan for the future. And we learned how God is committed to his plan and everything God has promised will come true. God's plan is to save his people, the ones who turn away from their wicked ways and call upon the name of the Lord in faith and make him Lord of their lives. We must remain faithful and we must trust the Lord because he warns us that those who fail to do so will suffer God's judgment as the consequence of their unbelief. I will bring that to your attention in just a few minutes. Israel was to be a kingdom of priests proclaiming to everybody, to all the nations, what God had done for them, but they failed. They failed to carry out this. Because of sin, they turned their back and they strayed from God and were given a, and were no longer a light to all the nations. Israel had turned away from God 
And now because of the invasion and captivity of Israel from Babylon, Israel wanted to know why God had abandoned them. And they wondered if God loved them. See, you think about it, that kind of hits in today. It's all about us. It's all about me, 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 me. And this is what's happening right now. They were in exile, the Israelites were, because of their sin. But because God cared for his people, he would not let them get away with sinful behavior then or now. And God's promise to redeem his people leads to the question of today of how would he do so? And this week's lesson will explain who the servant that God talks about actually is. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4, chapter 49. If you, if you will, read along with me so we can take the word of God and, and see what it says. Chapter 49, verse 1 says, Listen, O coastlands, to me, and take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. And he said to me, you are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. So let's talk about what he's saying here. Verse number one, I want you to notice some things as we get into this. And I'm going to try to break it down very slowly, but accurately, if at all possible. Notice who's speaking. The servant speaking here. This servant has a special relationship with God. In fact, he's telling the world that they should listen to him. And in Mark, chapter of Mark, verse nine, I mean, chapter nine, verse seven, this is said. A voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. So here Jesus is telling the same thing. God says it over Jesus at the baptism of Jesus Christ. And here, this is Jesus, the servant, talking to the nations. This servant has a special mission. And it's no ordinary, and he is no ordinary human being. This mission is known by God and belongs to God at God's time, and he'll send him. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. So here again is how God's explaining it to us, and this is in Isaiah. He says, My mouth is like a sharp sword. God's word is like a double-edged sword, and this is for us to hear him. It's the sword of the spirit, Hebrews 4.12. A polished shaft he talks about, a polished shaft of an arrow. That's why it's in the quiver, hidden in God's quiver, to pierce our hearts and to change our ways and to believe in him. This servant will do what Israel failed to do, to glorify God. And this servant would stand in for Israel and glorify God by revealing God's perfect character through perfect obedience. This should be encouragement for us today, believers, and should not go unnoticed. Not only is this scripture clearly fulfilled in Christ, which gives us confidence in God's prophecy, but also shows us that we are part of God's redemptive plan 
from the beginning. But verse number four tells us a little bit about our Lord and Savior. Here we listen as a servant tells of his work being futile and empty. But he knows that success would come through pleasing God with his obedience. And you see, if you remember the stories, his own disciples who walked with him, Peter denied him three times. And only John was at the cross when Jesus died. God's satisfaction with him is the only important outcome. And the Lord and Jesus Christ knew this. Verses 5 through 7 goes a little deeper. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered around, gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, kings shall see and rise. Princes shall also worship, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. The servant is doing what God called him to do, to lead his people back to reconciliation to God. Israel should have been a light for the nations and brought others to seek the Lord, but they didn't. They sinned. So this servant would solve the core problem of Israel and the whole world. Sin and the separation from God, he would redeem and save. Time and time again, we see Jesus restoring people's faith in God by forgiving them of their sins, healing them of their ills, and taking care of their needs. Jesus is a light to the nations as he ministers to both Jew and Greek and Gentile and to all the people of the earth, thus proving that salvation is not dependent on race or national identity. It says the servant will be despised, which again is fulfilled in how the religious leaders treated Jesus and how he was crucified. This tells us a lot about our Lord and Savior. Continuing on how God continued to be born, it's in the Bible, how he was raised in the Bible, where he came from in the Bible. So all this has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. God's mission has not changed and should be carried on today by the church. We are called to glorify God in how we live, how we act, while we carry out the Great Commission. We should be making disciples to carry on the mission to other areas by sharing the gospel of Christ wherever we are. We must do what God has called us to do, share the gospel, the good news of Christ. Verses 8 through 13 says this, Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritage that you may say to the prisoners, go forth. To those who are in darkness, 
show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pastures shall be on the desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water he will guide them. And I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and from the west and from the land of Shinnom, sing, O heavens. Be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains. For the Lord has com comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. Here we're going to get here talk a little bit more about our Lord and Savior. But the Lord shows here that he cares for, his, for us and he loves his people. And he will give this servant as a covenant. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Which can only be Jesus Christ, the Messiah. This servant would release the prisoners, those who are held captive by sin, your prisoners to sin, and those in darkness who were spiritually blind. The problem with the people and the whole world is their inability to see the truth of God and their need for him. The problem and the present danger is the people had plenty in their promised land at the time. They were tempted to forget God and turn, turn away from him. They had everything they needed. It's almost like a honeymoon. Does this sound like America today? We have pretty much everything we need at our hands. In the wilderness, the people depended on God and had fellowship with God daily. So I have to ask you a question. Do we need a wilderness type of experience today to turn us back to God? To have a daily fellowship with God? God's calling us to talk to us, to have fellowship with him. He wants each one of us to have fellowship with him daily. Isaiah reassured the people that God would restore them one day in God's timing. So all the promises God gives to his people in these verses refer to believers and shows his love for us, his people. Isaiah mentions how people will come from far away, which tells us how the nations will hear the gospel and respond. And God commanded the heavens, earth, and the mountains to rejoice, to sing. These elements of creation that had seen the progression, the fall, and now the salvation would testify through singing of God's salvation. And we know Jesus, God's servant son, initiated this salvation. God, in his own time and in his own way, will bring the world to its appropriate end. Hebrews 9, 27, 28 says, and as, it, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will reappear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Even when things seem impossible and God seems far away, his people must trust him. Nothing else really matters. We have to trust in Christ. This gives us a mission today. How are the people of the world to hear the gospel? Simple. Believers must take the message with them wherever they go. The Great Commission is how God works to take the gospel to the nations. 
And it's our job to do our part. Either by going globally ourselves or by supporting those that do. Each of us has a job to do according to his or her calling. And each of us has a special calling. Some are to evangelize, some to teach, and others to give generously. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We are all called to share the message. Chapter 50, verse 11, 10 and 11 tells this. I don't want to skip over it because it means a lot. It tells what happens if you don't trust God and his servant, Jesus Christ. Here we hear the call to the unconverted to believe and be saved, along with a warning to those who try to escape moral and spiritual darkness by lighting their own fires. Man-made religion, our works righteousness, they're going to fail. You, end up, you will end up in eternal torment. I'm going to read those two verses for you. Who among you fears the Lord? Chapter 50, verse 10. Who obeys the voice of the servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Look, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in sparks you have kindled. This you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. Ladies and gentlemen, our job is to share Jesus Christ. And God shares with us through the Bible that he comforts us with his word. Our lesson is that God comforts us. And through all the things we've been learning for the past few weeks, we find out that God continues to show himself faithful, true, and always available for you to talk to. So reach out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Call upon his name and only his name and do the things that you're supposed to be doing to honor God and to give him glory. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've had a great week. Look forward to seeing you hopefully uh, very, very soon in the very near future. In God's love. Goodbye.